the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. I cannot tell you how long I have heard this next election is going to be the most important election of our lifetime. I've heard that over and over and over and over again. And yet, if we look at the importance of this upcoming election in light of the direction that our country is going, it could very well be the most important election of our lifetime. And if you listen to this program at all, you know that I encourage you, vote, be involved. Don't make the government the uh, substitute for your church, but please be involved. Well, I think to help you in your involvement, uh, this book that I'm holding in my hand could be a great resource. The title is Voting Christian Values, Reclaiming Our Moral Heritage. The author is Steve Fiesel. Steve Fiesel is a best-selling author. He's an ordained minister, former college professor. Uh, He co-authored a book with uh, Mike Huckabee, and he has been a frequent guest on my program. Steve Fiesel, it is wonderful to have you back on the program. Welcome. Good to be back. Well, welcome. Um, I've interviewed you about books that you have written in the past, And I don't want to be repetitious, but usually the first question I ask an author, because I genuinely want to know, what was the genesis in your mind and your heart for voting Christian values? Writing a book is a tremendous amount of work, and unless you're on the New York Times bestselling list a dozen times, you don't write it to get rich. So... What prompted you to write Voting Christian Values? Well, as you said, it's time to vote and get involved, and this is one way that I can actually get involved. And when I see the words coming from the Baptist press that 30 million Christians who could vote, some that aren't registered, some who are registered and choose not to vote, did not vote in the last election, that would have tipped the scales for us, and we wouldn't be enduring some of the horrible policies that we're having to face right now. And I'm thinking, I need to get some way in which I can do a part in motivating Christians to realize that you need to think of voting as part of your Christian stewardship, because you have a chance to vote and to put your Christian uh, values into the ballot box to help get leaders that are at least sympathetic and will give ear to uh, 
Christian and evangelical concepts into policy. They let us sit at the table of policy where the other party liberals won't even let us in the building. But Steve, and I'm talking with Steve Fiesel, his book, Voting Christian Values, and I'll tell you how to get it here in just a moment. What you have just said would identify you as a Christian nationalist by many people. How how do you respond to this whole thing that if you want to be if you want to be involved in politics and you really believe the original intent of our founding fathers and that God has a part in all of this that you are a Christian nationalist and there are few things worse than being a Christian nationalist. How do you respond to that? Well, I would have to say that the founding fathers then were Christian nationalists and and I resent the fact that the left can just say, Hey, we can pick up a label and we can pull that label out and we can throw it on to any group that we don't like. That is actually one of the points that you'll find in Saul Lindsay's rules for radicals that he suggests that they do. And so basically, uh, I just say, well, some people say, well, religion and politics don't mix. Well, when you look at the Declaration of Independence, and they said that our rights come, there are inalienable rights that come from God the Creator. They fought a war. They put their lives on the line believing that we have rights that come from God, not from the crown, not from government, and we're willing to die to establish a new nation where those rights will be recognized because they come from God. Is that not mixing religion and politics because they wanted a political system that would protect God-given rights? Well, I really appreciate your emphasis on that, because your entire first chapter, Unalienable Rights from a Creator, the entire first chapter in your book, deals with our founding fathers and their belief that God had granted us freedoms and liberties that go far beyond government. However, if we do not take those liberties and freedoms seriously, we will lose those freedoms to a government. So I appreciate it. And also, in your forward, uh, you had me in your forward because you begin with a quote by Francis Schaeffer. I was a huge fan of Francis Schaeffer. You begin your uh, introduction and you end it with Francis Schaeffer quotes. The one that you end with uh, from Francis Schaeffer One either confesses that God is the final authority, or one confesses that Caesar is Lord. Expand on that just for a moment. Well, I think what he was saying is uh, he talks about the great shift, and that there used to be a Christian consensus that our founders had. And that's why the subtitle of the book, I think, really says something meaningful, Reclaiming Our Moral Heritage, because those founders— put together a moral heritage that there was a Christian consensus, not meaning that everybody was a devout Christian, but Christianity created a national morality that everybody believed in and followed, and it gave stability to our nation. And if you 
do not have a morality that's based upon God. You're going to have a morality that's a relative morality based upon the state. And the state is going to decide what rights you have and what, what rights you don't have. And I think that we have a political party today. The liberals have... They have ceased to become a political party and become an anti-American movement because they would just assume to, to say that rights come from God. When you look at Webster, who said that the first textbook for our schools was the Bible, and then you go to Dewey, who is considered the father of progressive education, who says there is no God and there is no soul, and we don't have to bother with this. Those are the major changes that we're up against, and you're either voting for a group of people who still believe that there should be a Christian consensus, a Christian morality, there are real absolutes, or you vote for people who think there are no absolutes and everything in morality is relative. All right, we're talking with Steve Fiesel, his brand new book, Voting Christian Values, Reclaiming Our Moral Heritage. i got to take a break, Steve, but tell our listeners how they can get a copy of your book. Well, it's out on Amazon, and uh, just go to Amazon and type in uh, Voting Christian Values, and it will come up, and uh, you'll be able um, to purchase it that way. And again, the author is Steve Fiesel, F-E-A-Z-E-L. Steve Fiesel, F-E-A-Z-E-L, the name of the book, Voting Christian Values. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with more with Steve Fiesel. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Welcome back to Bob Bernie Live, and welcome to my guest, Steve Fiesel, the author of a brand new book. Voting Christian Values, Reclaiming Our Moral Heritage. It has a foreword by uh, Governor Mike Huckabee. Uh, Steve, I don't know whether you even want to get into this, and if not, just tell me. But Christians struggle a lot with sacrificing the best for the perfect. Let me Let me give you an illustration. I think... Most evangelical Bible-believing Christians believe that they should vote. If not, they're wrong. And they should vote for the best candidate that upholds their Christian values, which is what your book is all about. But do we hold out for a perfect candidate if we have a really good candidate that stands for most of our values? The reason I ask that I saw a whole thread on my Facebook page just this morning about the governor's election here in Ohio, the Senate campaign, and really solid Christians were saying, I'm not voting for DeWine and I'm not voting for J.D. Vance, and basically because they're not perfect. How do you respond to that? Oh, I'm glad to respond to that. I'm just glad my wife did not hold out for somebody perfect. 
for one thing, I am a realist. Remember when Rush Limbaugh used to say he was the mayor of Realville? I used yeah, to tell yeah. people I, I, I was the uh, representative from the Third Ward. <laughs> and, and that is that the reality is when an election is over, there's going to be one of two parties controlling our governor's office, controlling the Senate, controlling the House, controlling the state legislature. It's either going to be the Republicans or the Democrats. And that's the reality of it. And, you know, I, I, I have this quote that comes into my mind from Ann Coulter that she said in 2014 on Sean Hannity's program. She said, there are some bad Republicans, but she says there are no good Democrats. And <laughs> what she was basically saying by that is, look at the core values of each party. And when you have one party that there's five issues that they are behind that do not line up to biblical standards. And one is their stance on abortion, their stance on the gay lifestyle, their stance on transgender um, involvement, their take on education, because the Bible says the education, train up the child, train up him in moral values, and we're taking kids the other way mm-hmm. on their public education. And the other one, is uh, justice. There is a scripture in uh, Proverbs 24 that says uh, it's wrong to call the guilty innocent. Well, we're seeing stuff like that happen right now before us on the news, and there's one party who agrees with all of that, but those are against the biblical standards. Though the Republicans have their faults, they line up against what the left is saying on that, and they still hold the biblical standard on those five issues. That is enough to line up with them. And I told my friends, I said, you know, I'm going to be voting for DeWine. I worked for another candidate during the primary. Sometimes, because you still consider your values, you one of these two people are going to be in charge. Parties are going to be in charge. Which one do you want? Do you want the one who believes in humanism and cuts Jesus Christ out, or you want the one in who at least gives ear to the Christian message. So sometimes you have to go in and vote and hold your nose and bring a change of underwear. But yeah. you still got to vote but, for but, the right but, part. But shouldn't we have—I I agree with you. I don't disagree with anything you've just said, and I feel the same way, particularly here in Ohio. I plan on voting for Mike DeWine. I wish we had a better candidate. I really do, but I don't think he's a bad candidate. And compared to the Democrat, oh, my goodness. The same thing with the Senate. Right. But right. but at the same time, shouldn't we have some non-negotiables where if a Republican is pro-abortion, uh, a Republican attacks the nuclear family, that even though they are Republican, we would refuse to vote for them because of some non-negotiables. Okay, here again, I told somebody. And, 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 and we've got I, we've got very little time left. I said, "Here's how I vote. I don't vote for the person. I vote for the party who is, has the values that come the closest to the original ten of the founding fathers, because majority matters. And you have to realize this." I'm not really voting for my representative. I'm either voting for Nancy Pelosi or Kevin McCartney because whoever gets to run the House 
is going to run the House. They're going to decide what gets voted on. They're going to decide who gets investigated. So you need to be thinking more, what party do you want in control, not so much the person. All right. Uh, the name of the book is Voting Christian Values, Reclaiming Moral Our Moral Heritage. The author is Steve Fiesel. You could get it at Amazon.com. His last name is Fiesel, F-E-A-Z-E-L. Uh, Steve, there are two questions that I ask all authors. Number one, what caused you to write the book? I've already asked you that. And then the second question is usually the last question I ask of every author that I have. If uh, one of my listeners orders Voting Christian Values, uh, they pick it up, they read it cover to cover, they sit it down. As the author of the book, what do you want the takeaway to be for that reader? Well, I hope they'll be excited to vote Christian values, and I hope they'll say, hey, I can do more than just vote. I can pass this book on to somebody else. I can get somebody who I know believes like I believe that has not been registered or didn't vote the last time that now knows why it's important for them to vote and to vote for a party that still gives the Christian faith an ear and puts them at the policy table. All right. Uh, you deal with all kinds of topics. You deal with harmful court decisions, uh, critical race theory. Uh, you deal with the media, the law. It is a it is a book just filled with important oh, information. And, and climate change. I think uh, one of the parts in there about it's all the quotes I gave that, that people have already stated about climate change that was going to happen that didn't happen. <laughs> uh, amen to that, brother. Again, the name of the book, Voting Christian Values, Reclaiming Our Moral Heritage. The author, Steve Fiesel. You can get it at Amazon.com. I recommend it. Get it. I think it'll be encouraging. I think it will challenge you. Steve, thanks for the good book. Always appreciate having you on the air. Thanks for the good work. Thanks for this opportunity. Bobberty Live will continue. Stay tuned. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.